Welcome to the New Earth Architectress, where we'll be exploring together what is an architectress, what is the new earth, and how is the evolution in consciousness paving the way for your leading role in architecture. I'm your host, Aisha Rose Melody Hassan, and I'm so excited to share with you what's possible when you lead a prospering design practice aligned with spirit and your divine calling. If you're a woman architect or designer who's hearing a deep call to take your stand as an ancient temple builder of the future, welcome. Now is the time and we are the ones. Hello and welcome to the New Earth Architectress podcast. And today is a very, very special day. We are graced with the presence of our first guest speaker. Her name is Rachel Grachowski. She is an architect uh, leading an amazing firm called uh, RHD Design, correct, Rachel? Uh, yeah, RHG. RHG, RHG my apologies. We're RHG Design on Instagram, but we're RHG Architecture and Design. Yeah. Right. I I I I, yeah. I canceled the G and went right to the design part. So yeah. <laughs> RHG design. Uh and you are in outside of New York, correct? Yes. 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 We're in Montclair, yes. New Jersey. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. So it's such a delight and honor to have you on the show. You have been also on uh the Sacred Blueprint interview series uh several times. And once again, you are just uh really a blessing. It's a blessing to have you in my community. And uh, I am so excited to continue the conversation about what's possible when we bridge spiritual wisdom with architecture. Yes. Mm. So yeah, go ahead. Yeah, what, I do. Well, I just wanted to say thank you for having me. It's, it's an honor to be, especially your, in particular, your first uh, interviewer, yes. interviewee. Um, but yeah, I always love speaking with you. It's inspiring and, and sharing, sharing commonalities and what we do. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Yes. Yes. This is so exciting. Yes. The first guest. So, uh, Rachel, for, uh, listeners who don't know you, um, can you share how you began weaving spiritual, a spiritual approach with architecture? Can you give us a bit of a background? Like, how did this all start? Yeah, you know, I, I'll try to keep that the answer contained because I feel like it's my whole life. Um, you know, I did, I, I think I, as a small child, I realized that there was something more. And, um, you know, I did my first yoga practice when I was in second grade, did meditation practices that I carried, uh, through my life, but that was kind of like the seed that was planted back then. And I think in uh, high school, I was studying uh, the great wisdom keepers and different religions of the world. And when I got to college, I had believed in environmentalism, in uh, connection, community, energy, and uh, I had designed a uh, wellness retreat center as my thesis project. So I was already thinking about, you know, how do we connect to the land? I was, you know, learning about the uh, indigenous American culture 
uh, and how, and because the project, the location of the project. And, um, and then, and then I went into my like professional world and it, it, I kind of lost it a little bit. I lost that uh, uh, understanding, or maybe it wasn't a loss of understanding, but intention of staying close to spirit. Um, but I kind of, you know, worked for some amazing boutique firms in New York City. And I started thinking like, oh my God, you know, what am I actually doing? What is my purpose? Where is my purpose? At the same time, I started diving more deeply into or back into my spiritual, spiritual world, whether it be, again, studying, you know, ancient religions or uh, my yoga practice, studying the sutras, uh, studying feng shui and batsu and Taoism. And, you know, and I came to this moment of realizing that, you know, the experiences we have, especially when we're young, land in our body. There's a knowingness that we have about what is right, what feels right, what is, what helps us connect. Um, and those were things that I integrated, again, going back to that thesis project, integrated intuitively into that design. So design elements, right? Here I am now, however many years later, and I started realizing like, oh, everything I've been learning and remembering about the spiritual world is already in the design that I'm doing. And it was like, it's a, it was like a unification. I kept, I kept trying to figure out how, where do these things come together? And then I realized like, actually I'm doing it yeah. and I've been doing it all along. Right. And so, you know, I, a couple of days ago, I was saying, because I, I think of very much my practice as like the yoga of life and the yoga of architecture. Um, mm. But you, yoga means union, right? Yeah. Like, the so here it is. It's together. the union. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love this. So it, it, at just a certain moment in time, it became more conscious for you. That's what I'm hearing. And that. Yeah. 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 It, it came, it became more conscious and I be, began to feel then instantly confident in telling the story of what I was actually, what I've actually been doing and sharing that with clients and sharing that, right. you know, as a message and, and sharing it with other architects and designers, because, you know, I think this is how we actually can help uh, heal. And right now, more than anything that's what we need wow i just got shivers yeah right now more than ever that is what we need and that it helps that can help people heal yeah 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 and i love how you talk about architecture as being a yoga practice for you is that what were what were the exact words you used there um, so I say, I often, just for my language, I say it's the, the, the yoga of design. So yoga, I living the yoga. So for me, you know, you create a philosophy, some people follow a philosophy or they take different bits of different philosophies and create kind of their own value systems. Maybe another way to think about it. 
for me, I think about it as living the yoga. And if I'm gonna live the yoga, that means I have to practice yoga in design, in architecture. And that's about, you know, presence. That's about uh, truth. That's about non-harm. You know, it's all, it's all of the sutras. It's all of the um, belief system that ultimately, you know, you think about as your daily life and the way you show up and how you have relationship with people, but it's also how you re have relationship with space, nature, each other, and uh, what you're creating. Mm. And you know what's so important when, as you were speaking, I was just, uh, I, I, I could see, I could feel like that there's this integration process, this full kind of like seeping in of oh, like this, this way of walking, a way of walking the land, a way of walking in the way you run your practice, your, your business, a way of walking when it comes to your leadership a way of walking when you select materials, right? This, this sacred walk. And, you know, it's not just about, okay, well, how often do you meditate? And are you going to the yoga class after work, which is very important and, you know, absolutely is essential. You know, I'm thinking about the days when yoga wasn't even that in and, um, you know, the amount of stress that people were going through, uh, you know, in the architecture world and still do, still do mm -hmm. maybe open that as another topic. Um, but what, what I'm hearing is that for you, it's, it's, again, it's about this wholeness, this oneness and that, okay, if I'm doing the meditation work, um, you know, committed to doing my yoga practice. By the way, Rachel, for the listeners, is a yoga teacher and she calls herself a student as well. But you are also, you're really coming from that, that background, that foundation. Uh, but bringing that in to your projects, bringing that, that philosophy, philosophy is not that truth, that way of mm -hmm. being, that consciousness, that heart, that breath keep on getting the in-breath and the out-breath with the way that you, your presence just emanates with that. And also your work too. I'm, you know, I've seen the work that you do and there is this, this beauty, you can really feel the, mm, that intention, mm -hmm. that, that, that yoga behind it. Yeah. Can you share a bit more about, yeah. And, and continue please with what you wanted to say. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, what, you know, I was going to say that um, I think the work, that's where I started to understand that I was already doing, I was already practicing and living, living through the practice, uh, what we've been talking about, because, you know, not everyone, not all clients can understand um, energy or, or, you know, I might want to talk about truth in materials or uh, the, the energy of the land. It's, it's either the energy of the space or the energy of the land or, uh, you know, the, the rise of the sun and what that does for you. <clears throat> but you can choose words that most will land in most people and mm. you have to read you have to read who your client is and decide yeah. how much you 
can share. But you should be do, in my opinion, you do the you do the you do the work, or you you present the practice. Either way, it's just sometimes you share more about it than others. But ultimately, right. what was happening is I was seeing I would go into the projects when they were complete, and I was seeing how it was changing people's lives. Oh my god! <laughs> and and I could see like I, I would walk in and I'd be like, they would say, you know my house makes me feel so calm. Yeah. I always feel so good when I'm here. And I mean, I'm sure lots of people's work ends up with, you know, it feels fresh, sure. it's new, it's renovated, but there's literally like, it's, it, it feels like the exhale, oh, right? Wow. And, 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 and what you said before about the inhale, exhale, like again, the exhale, by the way, is what, actually calms the nervous system right like in our bodies that is scientifically accurate right so if a space feels like the exhale like that explains like why it's calm and so i was seeing the results of that in projects without even like realizing what i was really doing or how you know there was intention behind it but it wasn't like oh this person came to me and said i want a calm space right um and, and, and then I would talk about philosophically or, or things like truth. Um, that might be the truth. This is just for me, a little example. Like sometimes people will come to me and say, oh, in my kitchen, you know, I really want a resilient countertop material, but I really love the look of marble. Let's just use this like man-made material. Right. You know, and, and I will say, I think that's an option. Yeah. And let's just think about this a little bit. Like, how does that feel? How does that feel to have something that looks like something it's not? Right? Like, is that true? And, and, and what happens when a little lie like resides in your body? Like, what, how does that, how does that start to to sit and grow, you know, and again, I can have talk about that with some clients and not others. So, yeah. you know, on the residential side, that's how this all, that's, that's also, that kind of helped me come to realizing that I was already doing the work. Um, but now what is happening is because of these conversations, our work is changing and growing into uh, affecting not just families, but larger groups of people. So whether, you know, we're doing a community space right. that uh, the objective is to really, you know, encourage people to connect. Again, one of the, the things that we most need right now. Oh, um, sure. or, right? Like that's what we're all talking about, right? The lack of connection. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we, you know, we're doing lots of projects like you know, uh, community projects. So uh, supporting organizations that are either arts focused or uh, we've started working on a um, Ayurvedic farm. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, which is, you know, infused with ritual. And then obviously, so again, it's this, obviously Ayurveda is, is the true integration of the truth, right? From the earth, to yeah. the practice, to each individual design, all of it. 
And so to be working on a project like this is an honor and a learning, you know, I mean, I don't ever want to pretend that you said that I also see myself as a student. I am first a student. Yeah. I am first yeah. a student. There's so much to learn because we're all returning home, right? Like, isn't that what we're doing? We're returning oh, home. Whenever you say that, it, I get shivers, Rachel. I mean, it is, it's like we're, we're, it's in this, it's this treasure hunt in our, of, you know, into, into the depths of our being and that wisdom that we all have carried, but somewhere along the way, it's been um, severed that tie, that connection. And, you know, I was in Ephesus uh, just last week, getting ready for my VIP retreat, uh, the two day VIP retreat for, mm -hmm. for women architects and designers who are eager to bridge spiritual wisdom with design, but they don't know how they're going to do it like business wise. Mm -hmm. um, this is a, a, a big power place, but you know, when you are sharing that, you know, it's about remembering it's about coming home. What's interesting about the temple map, like the, 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 the ancient city map is that the temple of Artemis, which is, was the essence, the essence temple where the mysteries were taught. This temple is far off the main Ephes ancient city. People had to go walk on a road, um, you know, it would have probably taken them, you know, a half hour to walk over to that side, to the temple, to where these, these mysteries were taught. Um, it's one of the seven wonders of the world, by the way. It's a, it's a, and not, so what I wanted to say is not much is standing there anymore, mm -hmm. except for a very tall column. There's foundations there. You see how the temple expanded over time, but there there is now a main highway um, that is has severed the connection between the ancient city and that temple. And that just that map just came up for me as you were speaking that it's it's about this remembering. And it's like we need to we need to piece that road back together again to the goddess, to the wisdom of the land, to the 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 you know the the the, the spirit, the spirit, mm -hmm. the spirit mm -hmm. that was, uh, that we were cut off from for, mm -hmm. for so many, you know, hundreds of years. And now it's time to bring it back. It's time to bring it back. It's time to connect with this, with this, this ancient wisdom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is what you're doing, Rachel. Mm -hmm. And yeah, yeah. It just makes me think of, you know, my, my yoga teacher, Sean Cornory says, if not now, when, right? Wow. Like it's, it's the, now, now is the time. Now I is agree. The time. Yeah. Now is the time. And, and Rachel, I'm seeing you like your, your, your business is flourishing. Again, you're sharing that you're attracting new projects that probably you didn't attract. I'm, I'm assuming from what you're sharing is that you know, when you first started out, I mean, did you know that you were going to be designing this like Ayurvedic farm and mm. right? Like maybe you always knew, maybe there was a part of you that always knew, but that what I'm seeing is that as you are having this conversation, as you say, about the spiritual world, whether it is um, through asking these very deep, these, these questions to your clients and asking them 
to tune into how they feel about their space to actually talking about the yoga to actually talking about the world of energy and the spirit of the land. But this is, this is not, this is attracting more clients for you. This is attracting the right kinds of projects. That's, is this, is this feeling true and aligned for what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it feels like, it feels like a tipping point because I think in many ways, you know, as I've been saying, like I've been, we've been doing this, I've been doing this uh, for a long time, but in 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 and in ways that were changing families' lives and changing smaller groups of people's lives. Um, and now there's the possibility of it just like keeps growing larger, larger and larger. And it has been something, I mean, quite frankly, I have always known, and I re- I don't know how many years ago, maybe it was like five years ago now. I remember when I was in this struggle, it was this struggle of, um, you know, the two worlds growing and how do they come together? And my daughter wanted to go to Omega, which is like a retreat center in New York state. Uh, for some, she wanted to attend some session there. And, and I was like, okay, great. Like I'm never going to say no to going to Omega. Right. And, um, and so I decided to go and meet with, to do a class that was uh, an intuitive and it was to teach you, you know, it was to, to sort of help you strengthen your intuitive powers, in particular in reading, either channeling in others who had passed or reading each other. And anyway, at the end of the weekend, he, he's like, well, I'm going to just choose some people randomly and I'm going to either channel somebody or anyway, give you a reading. And I said, you know, how do these two worlds, how do these two worlds come together? And he said, well, you're going to create something like Omega. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I know that, you know, I just, it was like, I just knew that. And I mean, Omega, you know, for anyone who doesn't know about it, it's, it is a retreat center that has, uh, it's regenerative farming on it. It has uh, its own water treatment, it's yoga, it's its own, um, you know, they have communal living, you can go there and work there for the summer as a trade for for uh, the classes. Um, I'm trying to think what else they do there, but it's, it's environmental, uh, regenerative and community, of course. So it really is, this, and then they, they also have a place in, um, in Costa Rica, Blue Spirit. So it's all very similar and all related. And they're all very much uh, what I've always known I was going to be creating. And so now we are in the situation that we're, we're working on creating these spaces. And, and so, you know, we're also having conversations about wellness, real estate from a, like a multifamily perspective. So one of my other personal objective is, objectives is that like, this should be for everybody. Right. Like it's, you know, right now in the United States in particular, quite frankly, like you can't find this stuff. Nobody's very few people are are designing and building wellness spaces that are accessible to everyone. Yeah. However, we're in the process of talking about a multifamily, what's called workforce housing. So it's not low income and it's not high income. It's, it's like, you know, school teachers. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and, and to me, this is like how we deepen the healing, uh, access to healing to more people, right? Because if it's always only accessible for a high dollar, then not everyone's going to have access to this. So, um, so that's really exciting too. We are, you know, and there's a handful of other projects too that I, can't actually talk about right now, but there's spas and and uh, other retreat centers that are very exciting. And so, yeah, we really are. It, it. it is the conversation that's yeah. building the energy. And I think ultimately part of it is because I'm, because this has been my life and it's not, you know, like everything else, you have to be, you always have to be pushing the envelope because as soon as everybody's coming along, that means it's going to start to get watered down. Mm. Right. So, so if I say wellness, like, I don't even like to use that word anymore. Right. Yeah. It's like, what does that even mean? Right. Yeah. It starts now to get we talk really about gimmicky. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah can get gimmicky i mean the word green is overused now mm -hmm. right you know let's put mm -hmm. the green sticker on but it's like for me i've always challenged the sustainability and green um i don't even know if i want to call it a movement because it's gone out of the movement into more of a commercial thing um and 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 i i definitely don't i'm not think I don't think that you know having lead certification or any of that stuff is a bad thing but what the missing piece is is our connection with our mother with the land mm -hmm. with the nature spirits right and this approach that you're bringing which is about you know what I'm seeing is this 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 process that you guide your clients through to really help them to to tune into um not only their the space but their own inner world right mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. um and then once we start doing that once we start connecting with nature i mean we are nature on that deep level and we acknowledge like our indigenous brothers and sisters would and still do um then we're really birthing a living architecture and there's yeah there's so much power there yeah yeah it's holding the reverence yeah right like it's the reverence for i mean yeah. the gift the gift and that's part that's part of the work too is like sharing this perspective with clients um the reverence for mother nature who has given us literally her life to build yeah. our structures that allows us to have our lives, right? Like, you know, how much, how much energy went into growing the tree that gets turned into the lumber to build the structure, Yeah, yeah. you know, or the stone that becomes the countertop, you know, I mean, that's why it's such an interdependent relationship, not just with each other, but with, with mother nature. And, and I think, you know, that's, that too, I, I really try to lean into, you can't, I can't tell the whole story to every client, but if I can talk about one material, 
that I can spend five minutes even explaining. Remember, somebody conceived of this, you know, somebody conceived of, you know, this, a chair, you know, somewhere back in time, people didn't want to squat anymore. And somebody conceived of something to sit on. And that every decision and every thought, Bringing every bit of energy that's that. gone through yeah. it. Yeah. Right. Like it, without the first, the first one, we wouldn't, you know, the path wouldn't have been started. And then even to the point of the person who delivers the piece that you've had, you know, that's been made and is going to reside in your home. Yeah. It's, yeah. Their it's a long, it's a long, it's a long line, right? It's a long line and, and it all carries energy. It all carries this an energy with a certain frequency too, a story, right? Mm -hmm. We talk, I mean, the, the spirit of the land is full of stories, right? Some, some that are traumatic, some that are, you know, of joy, of happiness, right? And all of these are ingrained within the land, just like you're talking about with pieces, furniture pieces, millwork i mean material the material itself mm -hmm. herself <laughs> where mm -hmm. she comes from right and um yeah this just just imbuing imbuing architecture with this consciousness i mean it's 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 uh it's it's transformational it's transformational mm -hmm. and i'm so excited about the projects that you're working on Rachel, you are building the thesis project again. Yes. <laughs> right? Yes. Like the, the project in university mm -hmm. that, mm -hmm. you know, at first, I think you mentioned, you shared with me before that, you know, the professors are like, what is this healing center project, right? Like, mm -hmm. yeah, they were like, it. yeah, they were, they were like, this isn't, this is like, I mean, I think if I would have, if I could go back and think about what they really meant is, you know, again, there are a lot more female architects now than there were then. Right. Uh, so they were mostly men. And I think it was soft to them. It was okay. like, why it's not that like, is that that's not meaningful enough. Right. And, and, and also working with materials that were, uh, you know, green and what we called green then. I mean, right. Now, like natural materials. Yeah. yeah, using that. Yeah. And working with sunlight and working with, you know, natural airflow. And, uh, you know, that was to them just kind of woo woo and soft. And like, I, for me, I was like, I mean, no, this is, this is everything. Um, and, and it is, I'm now recreating that. And I, I've been, I've set that intention for a long time. And for, for, to some extent, I thought it was going to be me building it for myself. And it's even more exciting for it not to be for myself, mm. right? You know, because yes. uh, other people are more skilled at running these types of places than I am. Right, so exactly. Like running just... a retreat center is a whole other, or a farm, right? Is a whole other, mm -hmm. wow. And just, yeah. And, to, and then the impact that you can make, how rewarding that must be too, Rachel. It, it is because, because, you know, when I, and I, I talk about this college project a lot because it's, it's very, you know, I've thought about it for many years. And so I can very succinctly describe how I integrated what was important to me into that project. And so for me, I'm trying to extract from the clients what's important from 
to them and put them into the projects. Um, but for example, you know, I had been in, in elementary school, I went to this like progressive public school where we had this sunken pit that was where we would have conversations that were, you know, for the whole grade and they, they somehow were very important or had uh, required a level of intimacy um, or truth to be told. And somehow by like stepping down into that pit, there was a, there was, um, a comfort, right? A protection that existed. Now that concept, you could go back to ancient, you know, landforms and find, right? So, but I somehow understood that that was, that I needed to integrate that into my project. And it was, I did create this pit that was engaged wow. around a fire pit that was where the community would come together and tell stories and, and truths oh. um, as part of the program. And there were many things throughout the project like that. Um, and, and now that's what I'm doing is I'm asking people those questions. So what are some memories that, that you know, of your childhood or your life that hold real consciousness or awareness uh, either in your body or in your mind or that you can share that we can now start to sort of dive into. There's a real psychology behind it in the end, I guess, which I didn't realize right. as I went into the industry, but it's important. Uh, it's that, that, that story. I mean, it just, it was so vivid in a way for me, just seeing these children go into this pit and then that, that the structure, the form how that um, provides this safety for a whole, you know, a whole other form of gathering and exchange, a different kind of um, conversation and allowing those children to feel safe when they're speaking um, and sharing. And that, that influenced your, your, your healing center project is, mm -hmm. is incredible. It's incredible. And you know, that's really the power of architecture, you know, that it can provide that, that grounding, that anchoring, that calmness, that peace, that, you know, and, and different forms and different shapes, right? Different movements mm -hmm. create a different kind of vibration, a different kind of quality, and that for each function, a different form is actually, can be you know, um, beneficial. Mm -hmm. So as we slowly wrap up today's uh, talk, Rachel, you know, I, you know, I see you as a trailblazer in architecture. You are pioneering the future architecture uh, through your heart-centered, conscious, and compassionate approach uh, an approach that involves listening, listening and asking the right questions too. An approach that is weaving in your 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 knowledge of spirit um, and your, of course, your student as well. You know, your constant learning about spirit as well. Um, what what do you for you know for women architects and designers who are, are now really feeling 
the nudges. They're they're on this threshold. There's a lot of them right now. They're they're fed up with the grind of conventional practice. They're fed up with their bodies being depleted. I mean, I certainly had chronic illnesses. And uh, at a certain moment, I had to just stop. I had to quit the convention, conventional way and pave this new way uh, with the sacred blueprint and um, the work that I'm doing with mentoring other women architects and designers. So, you know, there's a lot of women right now who don't think that, you know, they don't, they're, they're scared. They don't know if they can make money by speaking their truth, weaving energy and spirit into the practice, into the way they design. Um, I mean, I certainly was, they were in fear of being ostracized. They are right by the profession, by the association, um, scared about talking about the world of spirit. What would you say in turn to these women? What would be your advice for them? Mm. Yeah. Um, a couple of things. So number one, I would say, uh, believe in yourself and believe in the intuition that you have, because I think, I think, you know, the fear and, uh, maybe to some extent there is, there's truth. Like there is, there certainly will be people who, who consider it to be, continue to consider it to be woo-woo or outside of the box but honestly diving into this right now is absolutely being on the forefront of what's to come um i believe that we are entering into a, a revolution of um value of the industry um i don't think that the there's always going to be the the architects who are back there just like doing drawings yeah but businesses families uh organizations are all looking for the way back to connection and wellness and by talking about spirit and energy and it's not, I, I shouldn't, let me take a step back, not by talking about it, by practicing it, mm. uh, it, it will without a doubt attract the right clients. Um, it doesn't mean that you don't have other clients who you can't, yeah. you can't share this with, or you get, everybody's at a different place, but I think it's, you got to believe in it. And you also have to do your own work. Mm. Like the reason you know, I think, I think there's no shortcut. You know, you really have to get to the moment like you've, like you have described for yourself of like, I don't want to do this anymore, but it, it wasn't just that, right? Like it was your knowingness behind it and then yeah. doing the work to yeah. understand that knowingness and then share it. And you don't have to wait until you, again, everybody is, yeah, 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 yeah. And you don't have to wait because again, we're students our whole lives. Yeah. And so if we approach it that way and also collaborate with each other, yeah, so that we can learn from each other, 
then then we we continue to magnify the message the bigger the message the more people are going to hear it the more people are going to want it yeah i'm just seeing as you speak i'm seeing this little pebble dropping on the surface of the water you know take that step even if it's a baby step and the ripples of that first step <laughs> will go you know kilometers out absolutely radius yeah yeah absolutely i mean honestly if you change one person's life isn't that enough right like and, and because you change that one person's life then they change somebody else's and life and, they change and then it might life. come back around again yeah. to you and yeah it's just yeah. it's it's incredible mm -hmm. so rachel what do you what's the new earth for you what's the new earth i mean yeah uh the new earth is really connection i mean i the new earth is spiritual mm -hmm. uh it's it's truth um the, what keeps coming to me is grounded mm. so i mean i know earth it seems like earth and grounded are the same thing but it's not it's not i mean it's a feeling and it's a it's a being and to me uh moving forward in the future is about staying connected to the center mm. um authentically and completely yeah. And so that's what it is. Yeah. And imagine what kind of architecture then births out of something like that, right? Mm. And, and and there's a healing in that, right? So yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So beautiful, Rachel. Well, thank you so much for being our first guest on the New Earth Architectress podcast. It's it's really an honor to have you. Before we close, uh, I'd love for you to share what you're up to. You've been you've been mm. speaking a lot in conferences, I think, as as mm -hmm. well as you know. I'd love to hear what other kinds of projects you're working on, and and how can how can women find you uh, to be inspired, connect with you, and for pro you know for property owners new earth visionaries right leaders who are wanting to birth a design a, a community or a new project how can people get in touch with you yeah so um, we're on instagram at, at rhg design also our web is uh, same thing rhg design um and yeah as far as like what i've been doing i just this week i was at a uh, spoke at an event by Well Designed, and it's really a new organization, new-ish organization that is about the wellness of designers and architects. And that was really exciting to share my story as well. But the, the message is that, you know, fill your own cup first. Um, I was also recently uh, a, a part of the global wellness real estate event uh that happened in new york city and you know i i hosted a table where we talked about uh spirituality in design so similar things that we're talking about right now and it was really exciting to see 
again, even within this wellness word, how people divide out between spirit, land, uh, environment, and, and more scientific perspective, yeah, language. Yeah. So it was really interesting to see, to see how people um, did this. And, and then uh, this coming Monday, I have a conversation, Design is Spiritual, with Danny Sayo uh, of Danny Sayo Magazine and uh, Industry West. And it's for the New York City by Design Festival that is ongoing. It just started, I think, maybe like two days ago. And it's also part of the, I, the, the ICFF um, okay, yeah. schedule. Oh, mm -hmm. nice. So lots of speaking events happening right now. It's exciting. And uh, because I, again, I want to share the message. I want to encourage other people as you, as you are too, uh, to come into this conversation. And, you know, as far as our projects, other projects we have going, um, we, we have a, a public market project, which is again about community and people coming together and sharing their artistry, artistry their craft, mm -hmm. whether it's food or things that they're making, um, as well as uh, we also do a lot of work in the cannabis space. So we're creating spaces that are for wellness. People are using obviously cannabis uh, yeah. medicinally and uh, create working on, on spaces that people can can actually heal through through the use of cannabis. Um, and, and then I think I mentioned most of the other pro bigger yeah, projects that we're working Ayurveda on. Yeah. Farm. Yeah, yeah. The Ayurveda farm. Yeah, the Ayurvedic farm. And the uh, wellness wellness spa also. Well, we have two wellness spas, so <laughs> different, different types of uh, wellness. But, you know, that's, I think what's also important is that in our own healing, different modalities work for different people. Mm. And that's why it's important to have familiarity or offerings across the board. Love so, it. But thank you so much for uh, having me on, by the way. Oh, this yeah, it's my pleasure. pleasure. I always love having a conversation with you, Rachel. It's so inspiring. It's so expansive. Ah, oh, it's, uh, it, you know, it, it reminds me about what our, you know, the work is really about, uh, the importance of this work and to, you know, to, you know, that we're right now we are the, the pioneers and sometimes that path can be lonely. And so mm -hmm. it's really great to, to connect with other women architects and designers, especially ones like you who have, you know, have, um, yeah, a really, you know, long experience working with various scales of projects, commercial, residential, right? And, mm -hmm. uh, and you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's inspiring and uh, enriching and mm -hmm. feel the connection, which is a word that you've used a lot this, this talk. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, here's to the connection. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And, and I feel the same, you know, it is important for us to all kind of connect with each other and keep each other inspired because uh, it can get, it can get to be a lonely road. And I, I'm really glad that you're doing this for, for all the women architects out there. Thank you, Rachel. It was a delight to have you on the show and uh, look forward to having you again soon.
Yeah, thank you. Be well. Have a good rest of the day. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning into the new Earth Architectress. It's my intention to inspire more women architects and designers to come out of hiding and unleash their intuitive powers to lead a prospering design practice aligned with spirit and their divine calling while making a powerful impact on Earth. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review on iTunes, and share this episode with women who you know are feeling the nudges to take the big leap and bridge spirit with design. You can find out more about me and the New Earth Architectress movement by visiting AishaRoseMelodyHassan.com. Until next time, Gule Gule!